If People Magazine can have their sexiest man alive, why can't Raging Romantics have our sexiest romance books list? <laughs> can't do that and not laugh. Okay. Why can't Raging Romantics have our sexiest romance books list? Recently, Book Riot published their list of sexiest books out there, and it got us thinking, what books do we think count for this title, and why? I'll start with one that I think comes as no surprise to any of our romance nerds. Ice Planet Barbarians and Ruby Dixon have had a devoted cult following since book one came out on Kindle Unlimited in 2015, and when TikTok blew up our favorite blue aliens in 2021, Ice Planet Barbarians had such a resurgence that Dixon was offered a trad pub paperback deal, say that ten times fast, with Berkeley, and is steadily releasing new covers of the original series. For me, it's one of the sexiest books, not just because of the heroes and some heroines who are seven feet tall and purr and have tails and spurs, if you know, you know. Ice Planet Barbarians opened up the publishing world to monsters and non-human heroes and heroines. Obviously, monsters and aliens have existed in romance before this. For more on that, go listen to our Ice Planet Barbarian and Monster episodes. But there was something about Ruby's series that captured people's imaginations and hearts. Yes, the sex scenes were hot and continue to be so in all the books ever since, but I think there was this was a sexy book for what it did for romance and especially for indie romance. We have to love our blue aliens after all. I agree with that. Okay, good. I'll take that good. one. Excellent. I think I'm just struggling with this mini sode because I'm like, what is sexy? I yeah. don't totally know how to sit down and, and define it. It feels like one of those things you feel. It's like, it's kind of easy it to say, be. oh, it's the hottest book you've ever read. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's that so much because I know that when you first sent me that article and when I was kind of sitting around thinking about it, one of the first books that came to my mind was J.R. Ward's Black Dagger Brotherhood. Mm. And while like the writing is very hot and like if you know you know again it's about the sex scenes but like the first things i thought about was actually the heroes having this whole culture around like feeding their heroine mm. and it's like kind of built into the vampire society of like giving your mate like the best parts of the food mm-hmm. and just like the way they service each other during not like that don't give me that. <laughs> no no not in that sense but there is there's i mean just, yes in that sense, yes okay but, <laughs> but there's all it just feels like there's this kind of this culture of of like of service to your yeah. to your, your like high level of care yeah it's like oh it's like providing on mm. like a higher level yeah you know that makes it, sense i don't know there's something that's just like really like intimate about it and to me that's more sexy than like d- graphic details yeah you know it's just like reading about the care the men take and like i think there's just something like really sensual about the way the heroes would describe like picking the best parts mm. of the meal mm-hmm. and just some of the other ways they take care of each other. Mm-hmm. To me, that says a lot more than like a graphic description. Yeah. Cause we, oh gosh, I don't even remember. This was like back in the early days of the podcast. We talked about like what makes a romance novel, a romance novel. And it's like, is sex necessary to a romance novel? And if you can pluck the sex out and it doesn't change the plot at all, it's not like important, integral to the, story yeah is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um but in jr awards i feel like every single thing is important to another Mm -hmm. thing it ends up being very emotional yeah yeah like everything's tied together yeah exactly and it it like helps propel the relationship yeah it sometimes it does depend on the couple yeah but that that's just like where my mind went first because like i and i love that detail too of the man being so considerate Mm because i feel like in a lot of romance you still kind of fall back to some of the cliches yeah it's like oh the woman's gonna serve the man at the foot of the table yeah and that's not jr ward at all no at least with her heroes because i do like that she has this overall like patriarchal society of like some of the higher class but it's not misogynist exactly it is it's like it's like very interesting world building in that aspect anyway very intricate yeah yeah 
I know J.R. Ward has criticism for other stuff, but that just some of those details, they do really ring true for me. Yeah. So we have what makes it sexy. We have um, what it did for romance as a genre <laughs> with Ice Planet. We have um, uh, how a hero is written, food. how intricate and how intimate and food, food. obviously, the, the love story is. Something else I think that counts towards a book being super sexy is how fundamentally it to the reader that sounds really weird to say but for me only his by elizabeth lowell on the spice scale i would really only rate this maybe like a 2.5 out of 5 it's not super steamy because while there is you know there's sex in it it is old school romance writing meaning that everything is kind of hidden behind illusions and metaphors and quivering members but to me what makes this sexy is that Hey, it was one of the first romance books I ever read. And so it thoroughly like enmeshed itself right. in my psyche as a mm-hmm. romance reader. Um, and I'm forever searching for a recalcitrant cowboy to take me and my herd across the Great Divide and teach me how to trout fish using just my fingers. And no, that is not a metaphor, although it does become a metaphor in the book oh, later God. on. But anyways, I think this book is also one of the ones that stands the test of time, mm-hmm. like a romance that can stand the test of time. That's not the one we read. That no, we were like, no, no, that was not. another one in the okay. series that did not do, do well, which makes me really scared to like reread this one again because yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, what if it doesn't? But like in my head, I think it does because it's mm-hmm. just so romantic like yes the hero is gruff and he's kind of like that old school like really like I say manly hero in the sense that he's like that gruff rough and tumble cowboy like I said but it follows all the old rules of romance like grumpy Mm -hmm. sunshine reluctant hero ingenue heroine adventure drama danger pretty ponies and at the same time it's just so swoon worthy Mm -hmm. and like the writing is just so romantic yeah like I still remember the, the first love scene it's like they're in a tent and there's rain all mm-hmm. around the tent and then he like they're playing poker and she's describing the rain and it was just so yeah. sigh worthy yeah mm-hmm. I think that makes a book sexy too yeah that's a good point thinking back to books like you kind of read in your childhood and kind of made an impact on you teenagehood I, teenage okay fair <laughs> fair enough teenage teenagehood for trouble, Jen. fair enough <laughs> teenagehood one of those authors, too, for me was Shannon McKenna, which mm. I have talked about before on the podcast. So the second book I thought of after J.R. Ward for this kind of topic, she has this book called Return to Me. And to be totally honest, I don't remember any details about the main characters, uh, which is kind of maybe not the point of yeah. the book she intended to write. I just the overall story was like, eh. but I remember being really captivated by like the B plot. And okay. kind of like the secondary cast of characters. And you know how I love a grovel? Yes. Well, the secondary couple, Brad and Cora, like there is an amazing grovel at the very end of the book. Um. And just to give you guys like really baby spoiler, I don't want to go into okay. it too much. Okay. But there's this scene where Cora has like been walking in like a dry dust for a long time. So her feet are very dusty in her sandals. And Brad has like swum his way th- in a river to get to her. And he's like crawling up the bank. He's like pressing kisses to her feet. Mm. And it's just like this really worshipful. Not like in a foot fetish way. It's not in a foot fetish way. It is very like worshipful, very much like, please let me redeem myself because he has really treated her badly. Mm. And he lays out like all the things he wants to do to earn her favor again. And it's just like the overall scene and kind of like the contrast of like the dust and like the water washing it away. I'm trying to remember this book. I feel like I read this book, but I can't. It's not on your Goodreads. Because it's older, right? Yeah, it's 24, 2004. 24. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's almost. And it's interesting to see the reviews just, like, it's so back and forth. Yeah. Interesting. 
Okay. Clear. Good? Yep. Yeah, I think just like the contrast of like the dust and the water and like him on his knees and she's looking down on him and all of the things he's going to do and her being very open of like, well, I'm going to make you work for it. Like yeah. you're suffering. This is not going to be easy. And he's like, like, give it to me. Like, That's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about like, like I will never forget the kind of those scenes. And like that, unfortunately, that wasn't the main focus. Yeah. Which sucked. Yeah. It was really good. That was like the captivating couple of the book yeah which is too bad for shannon mckenna like i don't do they get their own book no and i really hope they did i looked for a long time but i think like this was very much a standalone oh okay the whole return to me so it didn't get picked up gotcha i don't know if it didn't get picked up or if she just never intended to follow it i mean she ended it with the note of like i feel like eventually he would have you know gotten himself forgiven Mm -hmm. i feel like he was on that path but who knows because they they kind of she left it too with like well there's a long way to go because he has a lot to make up for yeah but just the details really got me trying not to sing frozen right now (laughs) no frozen this was before frozen um well my last one if it's the sexiest book list i have to put something on there that's super hot and steamy Mm -hmm. obviously and so i've been struggling with the third title because i've read a lot of spicy books i'm not gonna lie and there have been a lot of good spicy books but we're i'm just gonna talk about one that we've briefly talked about on the podcast before and it's one i still think about it's one from the queen of dirty talk herself heat stroke mm. by tessa bailey it is the ultimate himbo in the form of a lifeguard who's never been in a gay relationship before but he has this thing for his straight-laced co-worker and he just doesn't realize that he has a thing for it and that sounds kind of cringy but it's like it's written very well it's tessa bailey how can it not be written well and it is just it's really hot Mm -hmm. and it's the perfect summer read and it has the predictable swoon level we all come to expect from mrs bailey and it's uplifting at the same time nice yeah so my last one's a little embarrassing i'm still kind of like (laughs) debating with myself how much i want to talk about we've kind of talked a little bit about alexa riley on the podcast yeah they did try to do like these full-length novels back in 2016 they had a deal with corona press i don't know what happened to it to be honest they only did the three but the first one everything for her I can't say, like, the plot is anything amazing or spectacular, but there is this hero who is kind of like a soft dark who gets quickly obsessed with the main character, like, several years ago. Did you say soft dark? It's like, soft dark. Because he's not really, before. like, okay. dark. It's like a fandom term. Because okay. it's not, like, a really awful, over-the-top villain kind of dark romance yeah. character. It's like he does bad things, but it's, like... It's, it's like not a, as terrible as like actually enslaving her. It's like a type of her. morally gray. Yeah, it's more gray than like really dark. I love how it's I just soft. lost over the kidnapping and yes. enslaving. Part. Well, he didn't. Do, that's my point. He didn't do those things. Instead, okay. like he got very quickly obsessed with her, and then he basically. I don't want to use the word manipulate, but he did. He like manipulated every asset of her life to finally get her to him like several years later. And there's something about the amount of work and like the long game that I really like. The dedication. Yes. The obsession. Like I just like those kinds of books. Jen loves a stalker book. Yes. But like not a bad one. And not not in real life, obviously. No, I don't want to get kidnapped, please. No, No, no. I don't want to be a true crime novel. But this particular one just like, again, soft dark. Like he was never going to hurt her. Yeah. And again, just like, the commitment (laughs) (laughs) so commitment groveling and food yes that is what i want for me it's swoon steam Mm. and tails yeah cool okay that's all it takes there it is because again it's not really the sex in that one it is just like i've been working towards this for years which it is hot it's alexa riley yeah they were and if you don't know who alexa riley was it was a pair of writers who were friends 
I don't know how to describe Alexa <clears throat> Riley anymore. Maybe I we'll do a minisode I, eventually. I read over a hundred books from them. Yeah, that was one of the first ones Jen had me read besides Be- Ice Planet Barbarians. Before Kindle Unlimited. Before, yeah. I don't know. There's like a lot of mystery with Alexa Riley, but they did do this book. Everything for her was like their very first full length novel instead of like a novella level. And uh, yeah, I'm going to remember that he, he let her have her own life for four years. Yeah. And then he put all these spots or like these steps in places to lead her right to him. Yep. Everything did. else about the book. I don't know, but I did like kind of that backstory. I was like, Oh yeah. So I will be saying that to a therapist one day. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> well, I have some honorable mentions because I couldn't very well narrow the list down easily. Mm-hmm. So honorable mentions, I would like to point out The Nanny by Lana Ferguson, which mm-hmm. I pointed out is super steamy, like OnlyFans, mm-hmm. a nanny. Yeah. Merry Little Meat Cute by Sierra Simone and Julie Murphy. Really anything by Sierra Simone. Like Priest is, I, I still blush thinking about that book. I'm still questioning myself mm-hmm. reading that book. Dating Dr. Bill by Nisha Sharma. I anyways and waiting for a scott like you by eva lee which made me blush while reading it at work so don't read it at work no i was on my lunch break just to clarify oh, okay so okay good do you have any honorable mentions i don't think so okay I think you, I'm you struggled enough with the list I did. well it is it's just hard to think of yeah of what is sexy because no i don't think it is always about the sex no i think there's like other things at play there's other facets yeah it's complicated, mm-hmm. it's, complicated and it's very like subject. an individual thing yes it's very yeah. subjective mm-hmm. so write in at ragingromantics at yeah. noble.org and let us know what some of your sexy books mm-hmm. are that you would recommend to us and if we haven't read them read them well i can talk so well if mm-hmm. we have not read them then we will certainly give it a shot at cool. it to our growing tbr can't wait well, on that note jen what do i always say rage on bye guys <laughs>